it over our heart and say something. We say this at the beginning of, of each of our messages as a declaration of our faith in what's about to happen in this service. All right? Let's say it. This is my Bible. God's written living word to me. It reveals who God says I am and tells me what God says I can have. Because it's how he thinks, I choose to believe and act on what I'll read. And therefore, I am transformed. Join me in the book of Psalms. We're going to look at the 19th chapter. I want to ask you something this morning as we begin our message. Do you feel like you are pleasing? Do you feel like you are pleasing to God? Do you feel like God is happy with you? How many of you know what I mean when I say, do you feel like you're pleasing? Or do you feel like God is pleased with you? How many of you have children? How many of you are parents? Maybe their children are grown and have left, but your parents, you remember back when you had children, how many of you know what it is to be pleased with your child? Okay. You, you, you know, you can relate right away, can't you, to a certain feeling, certain words you may have said. <laughs> Our daughter uh, is grown and married and, and gone. Left the house, I mean. I mean, she's not like gone. Uh, she lives here in the state and, and we see her regularly, but she doesn't live with us. So to replace her, we got a couple of dogs. <laughs> hey, it's the best you can do when you get to be our age, you know? You, don't, you, you can't reverse certain things. Hey, I bit the bullet on that one, too. Long, <laughs> lot of years ago. So, there are things, and uh, one of our dogs is like about 17 months old now. He gets it. He, he, he you know what I mean? He, he gets it. So, he goes outside. He, he relates that, that, that inside is for eating and sleeping and that outside is for doing your business, right? How many of you know what I'm talking about? Okay. And uh, uh, this little guy, I mean, he so gets it. A couple of months ago, he had what the veterinarian called chronic diarrhea. And um, it, we've just never experienced that before. And uh, it, it, was, it was vicious. It was just, you know, gosh... Montezuma's revenge. It was, and and he had not had any burritos. He had not. We had not been <laughs> feeding him anything out of the ordinary. Okay, but he got this chronic diarrhea. Now listen, listen to this. We would be sound. We leave our door open. He sleeps with us in the bedroom. 
I know some of you cannot handle that. But this little guy, he gets up on our bed and he sleeps with us in our bed. Now, and we leave the bedroom door open. We taught him long ago, over a year ago, when he needs to do his business, to go to the back door, and I have a set of jingle bells, literally. I have a set of Christmas jingle bells hanging on the door. We taught him to go to the door and smack that with his paw and ring them when he needs to go outside. Here we are, chronic diarrhea. Not, not us, I mean the dog. <laughs> We're fast asleep. I mean dead asleep. And I awake to this clang, 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 clang. I, I get up, I rush, get up, go out there. That little guy, you know, he's sitting right at the door. His name is Theo. You know what Theo means? Gift from God. And he is. And he, I'm, I'm making my way to him. He turns around and looks at me like, you know what? Been ringing for a while. And I bet he had. I have no idea how, how long he had been ringing that thing. And I was just gone asleep. But I heard it finally. Got up, rushed, let him out. He ran, <laughs> leaped off the porch <laughs> and did his business. Now, that really pleased me. <laughs> and this went on for probably two weeks before he got completely over this. Good little guy. Now, about a month ago, five weeks ago, I, I don't know what happened. I, I had a moment, and all of a sudden, a conversation that we had been having for a long time about a playmate for Theo just overwhelmed me, came over me. And I went to the puppy store where we bought Theo, and I found this little this little creature from God. <laughs> and uh, long story short, we brought her home, and her name is Sophie. Long story short, Sophie doesn't get it. <laughs> Now, if, if you know me, that's very unpleasing. I'm not yet pleased with Sophie in that thing, in that thing. But we love, we play, we kiss, we, she, you know, she gets in our bed in the morning. But do you know, so I'm trying to give you an example of this being pleased with. We could relate it to a lot of different things. I'm sure this week, some of you left a restaurant and you said, wow, that was really great, or that was really pleasing, that was awesome. Or you may have said, that was one of the worst meals I have ever had, I am very unhappy, I am not pleased with that. Now, 
we take all of those various circumstances, meanings, applications of the word pleasing, and you know what we do? We apply that to our relationship with God. We do. And so we go in and out on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, of feeling and thinking, God is not happy with me. He's not pleased with me. I've not done the right things. <laughs> I didn't ring the bell. I did my business on the floor. God's not pleased with me. All right, Psalm chapter 19, verse 14. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. All right, turn in your Bibles, find Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 12. And verse 28. Deuteronomy 12 and verse 28. Be careful to obey, obey all my commands so that all will go well with you. Uh-oh. We've already got a condition in here that's uncomfortable for us, don't we? You be careful, Jeff, that you obey all my commands so that all will go well with you. The inference is... Everything's not going to go well with you if you don't obey me. How am I doing so far in interpreting? Is that not the implication as we read this? Okay. <clears throat> because go well with you and your children, by the way. And, and so the way we read that and the way we apply that is, well, boy, my children have been sick. That must be because I have some sin in my life. my son-in-law is sick and fighting cancer we must have sin in the family you know see that's how we extrapolate such verses right. and there's even other new test old testament verses that might lend itself to that train of thought by the way He says, because you will be doing what is good and pleasing to the Lord your God. So if you obey, then you and your children are going to have my blessing. And the inference is, if you don't obey all my commands, boy, have you ever felt like it was going to be a long week as you tried to figure out which one you were messing up? I mean, there's a bunch of them. Did you know there's some 635 commands in the Old Testament? Rules and regulations? Whew, that's a lot. 613? Thank you. Wow. That's a lot to go through to figure out which one I've busted because it says right here, be careful to obey all my commands. So which one did I goof up this week that opened the door to cancer? It's exactly where some Christians live. Thank God we've been delivered from that teaching. Thank God we've been set free and you're under the teaching of a good pastor like you are. Numbers chapter 28 verse 8. 
Offer the second lamb in the evening with the same grain offering and liquid offering. It too is a special gift. Watch this. A pleasing aroma to the Lord. Numbers chapter 28 verse 8. Offer the second lamb in the evening with the same grain offering and liquid offering. It too is a special gift. A pleasing aroma to the Lord. Now, largely today we really don't relate to this idea of a pleasing aroma. Unless you're still living in the 60s, you you probably, well, yeah, I forget what state we're living in. You're probably not still burning incense, you know, at home and all the other stuff that goes with it, unless you're trying to cover over the other thing you were burning a little bit earlier in the evening. Which is always, I've never gotten that, you know, because to try to cover up a really bad smell with another smell never works. I mean, it just makes it worse. It just makes it smellier. Have you found that out? It just makes, that's why we use matches. It's just a, just a side note. I just, no, no explanation, but if you've been to the house, you know. And it's cheaper. It's so much cheaper. <laughs> that smoke just, you know, I mean, that's even scriptural. That smoke oh, just yeah. burn, burns up. Just burns up that bad smell. Now, watch this, though, because this is actually a New Testament principle. This aroma, this aroma going up that pleases the Lord. Watch. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15. You may want to mark some of these. Second Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 15. Our lives are a Christ-like fragrance (laughs) rising up to God. Our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to God. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) My whole life is a candle. My whole life is a fire. My whole life is an aroma that's on fire for God. When we all gathered up here, Nina called you to gather, and boy, it was special. I was standing here, and and the guests came up. I was thinking, wow, that's different. Now, you may have come up. It's such a small church, you know, that if you stay in your seat at a time like that, it, you kind of, it looks embarrassing, doesn't it? And so we apologize for that. I hope you didn't feel like you had to come up if, when you didn't want to. But, uh, yeah, we gathered up here, and then we, we prayed. Now, we did not ask God to heal Bill because we've done that. We've done that before. We've, laid, we've done all that the New Testament says to do. We have asked in faith for uh, healing release. We have laid hands on Bill. We have anointed Bill. And we have worshipped together with Bill. And we've sent the elders to pray for Bill as well. We've done all of those things. Now, our part is to simply be who Christ made us to be, which is an aroma in worship, continuing that pipeline of faith between heaven and Bill, between heaven and Shana, just that aroma of our life, speaking words, 
contrary to the spirit of death. Speaking life, speaking life and healing and victory for Bill's healing constantly in opposition to the words of death that the enemy would otherwise have you speak. Now, I'm captured. I'm, I'm captured by this word from Paul. Our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising. Fragrance rising. Did you know you are a fragrance? You are a fragrance rising. Every day you roll out of bed and you, you get ready and you, you get going with your day. And you know some of the first thoughts that come to our mind is, whoops, I didn't pray. Oh, I didn't read my scripture this morning. Oh, then you, maybe you get to work or you're driving to work and somebody cuts you off and you get mad. Oh. Then you get to work and you have to deal with somebody that's really difficult and you're going back to your cubicle and you're just on fire. In fact, maybe you had an argument with them. And maybe you said something that you're not happy with. In fact, you know that those kind of things shouldn't come out the mouth of a Christian, especially a good Christian, especially somebody who goes to church regularly, right? You tracking with me? And so by noon, I mean by lunchtime, what are you using your lunch hour for? To go get in the car, get out the Bible, and start praying and repenting and asking God for forgiveness. You know why? Because your general sense is, I'm not pleasing to the Lord anymore. <laughs> day after day after day, we wrestle with this thought. I'm not pleasing to God. Now this morning, we are going to kill that thought. We're going to bury that thought. And you are never again going to live in that place of not being pleasing to the Lord. You ready? Let's go. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 2. Live a life, Ephesians 5 verse 2, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. I'm not pleasing because of what I do or don't do. I'm pleasing because of what Christ did. And now I've placed my faith and trust in him. Do you see that? Let's read it aloud, everybody. Ready? Read. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Look, if we would put our mind and attention on the first sentence... And let him worry about the second sentence. We'd quit worrying about being pleasing. How do you follow Christ? Live a life filled with love. Quit judging people. Quit trying to change people to be like you. Quit thinking you've got to get people to the Lord. And let the Holy Spirit take care of that. You just love them. 
live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ, because he loved us and offered himself perfectly when we couldn't. He became the aroma that I could never be. And now through faith in him, I am the same. You know, when God smells that aroma coming up from my life, you know what he smells? Jesus. Look at somebody and say, when God smells you, he smells Jesus. When God smells you, he smells Jesus. When God smells you, he smells Jesus. Yeah. He's the aroma. All right, now listen to this. Watch this. This is the Aramaic translation, which was the language of the time when the Bible was penned, when these letters were written. Starting in verse 1 of Ephesians 5. Therefore, watch. Therefore, are you listening? All right. This is so important. This therefore is like so important that it's there for Therefore, you be, you be the likeness of God, just like beloved children. Don't try, just be. You don't work at being a child of God, a sweet-smelling aroma. You just are. Your kids don't need to try to be like you. They just are. They have your DNA. So much so that when... When the Brady's got the call to come down and, and help with this remodeling project, I mean, they showed up at night. They just brought the kids. And, and, and you should have seen these kids taking these sledgehammer and <laughs> beating on that old sound booth that was back there, helping them tear it apart. <laughs> and then when it was time, they just went to the nursery and laid down, watched the movies, and, and chilled. I mean, it was a family affair. Now, how, how do you get your kids to do that? Well, they just are like mom and dad. Mom and dad wanted to go help at the church, and so the kids just came, and they were a sweet-smelling aroma. They beat on some walls, and then they went and watched a movie and fell asleep. Yeah, just a sweet smell. It might not have gone just like that, but <laughs> you know what I mean. It, it's just precious to see that I am already like God, and so the Aramaic translation points this out. So therefore, you, Jeff Corson, just be the likeness of God. He continues, also, walk in love just like the Messiah loved us. He offered his soul over each of us, delivering the sacrifice to God for a fragrant scent. When God required, when his love desired an aroma, a sacrifice, a gift, Jesus said, here I am. And he offered himself over us. He just, he just went over us, gave himself, and he became our aroma. Now, this next scripture, if, if this doesn't set your feet a dance and cause you to shout and run around the building five times, I, I just don't know what... What in the Bible could possibly... Now, just... I hope you feel that way. Don't do it. 
don't do it because I just, you know, I want somebody to finish the message with. And it just would be weird, you know, kind of, it would it, it'd be strange. But uh, I hope you feel like that when you read this. This is Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. Remember, the Spirit of God has a specific thing that he wants to do. He wants to burn into your heart and soul this morning that you are pleasing. And he wants to absolutely kill, I mean bury, that emotion, that sense, that awareness that comes from the enemy, that comes from death, that you somehow are not pleasing to your heavenly Father. That's going to stop. Hebrews 13. Look at verse 21. May he equip you with all you need for doing his will. Stop. May Take the scripture down, Jeff. May he equip you with all you need for doing his will. You don't even have to try to do his will. He's going to equip you to do his will. You talk about grace. You talk about love. God's going to equip us with what it takes to do his will. And here we're constantly, Lord, I just don't know your will. Lord, I just don't understand your will. Lord, I'm just not sure if I'm in your will. Stop it. All of you, just stop it. Stop those prayers of unbelief. You are in his will. You are pleasing. He gives you the equipment. He equips you with what you need to do. His will. Now, let's continue. Jeff, put that back up. May he produce in you. May he say it. May he produce in you. Who's going to produce it in you? Do you have to produce it? No. He is going to. How many of you believe God can just about do anything? (laughs) All right. Because some of you aren't sure sometimes. It says, may he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him. All glory to him forever and ever. Amen. I don't have to try to be pleasing. He equips me to do his will. And then it says, he actually produces in me the thing that causes me, through the power of Jesus, to be pleasing to him. It's all about Jesus. It's not about me, my works, my efforts, or what I did wrong, or how I got mad, or I didn't read my Bible, I didn't spend time with the scripture, I didn't pray today. And God says... That doesn't change my love or whether I'm pleased with you or not. In fact, you'll find it easier to get back to that discipline if you realize how much I love you and how pleased I am with you still. Now, I want to read that verse to you from the Mirror Translation. You know this is a French theologian, Francois Dutrois who has written a translation of the scripture that we highly prize here. And I'm going to start in verse 20 so we get the context of it. This is my prayer for you. That the God who made peace with the human race through the blood of the eternal testament, who raised Jesus from the dead as the supreme shepherd of the sheep, will 
thoroughly equip you in the most distinguished way possible to give expression to his design in you according to his delight realized in Jesus. All effort to be like Jesus is laid to rest. All fighting and struggling and personal effort and sweat to try to please God is laid to rest as we realize that God has already made peace with the entire human race through the blood of the New Testament, Jesus, the Supreme Shepherd. And he says, he will thoroughly equip you in the most distinguished way possible to give express... How many of you know that the moon does not have any light of itself? When you see that bright moon up in the sky, how, do you remember 101, science 101, right? Isn't that science? Is it science? Yeah. Right? Okay, science 101. The sun actually is, has light, but the moon does what? It just reflects. It has no light of its own. And yet, you get out on a dark night, starry sky, pitch black field, no light, no nothing, and you can walk and see everywhere you need to go by the power of the reflection of moonlight or the reflection of sunlight from the moon. And yet, the moon has none of its own ability to produce light. I submit to you, you have none of your own ability to produce light. That's, true. That's exactly where you want to be. Empty of yourself. You just turn on your reflector. I've noticed something walking around my neighborhood with prior to now, little Theo, we'd be trotting along and all of a sudden I'd feel this blast of heat on my face and my body. And I'd keep walking. I thought, that was strange. I looked around and I thought, and I kept walking. All of a sudden this blast of heat on just one side. I thought, Jesus. I'm turning female. I'm having a hot flash. <laughs> oh, come on. It, it was pretty funny. And I'd, and I'd keep walking. Wham! This blast of light. And, and about the third time, I stopped and I looked around. And all of a sudden, I saw it. I backed up just a little bit. And I was blinded by this reflection off a, a second-story window on a house and I went forward and, it, and the heat left and I backed up and blinded by it but I felt the heat so I closed my eyes and I stood there a minute and I, <laughs> and I thought that'll preach that'll preach that's what you do every day you get out of bed and you just reflect the glory the power the life of Almighty God. Oh, and by the way, He's pleased with you. Settled. 
done because he's pleased with Jesus. He's pleased with Jesus, so he's pleased with you. This is the Aramaic of verse 21. He will perfectly polish you that you do his desire with any good deed and have wonderful things acting in us before him, Jesus, the Messiah. He's just, you say, you say, I, I shouldn't have said that. You know what God does? <laughs> I still just love you. You're pleasing. He just comes down with his polisher and polishes you some more. Oh, but Lord, I, I got so angry. I got so mad. I could have just cursed. Well, you, you did inside. You remember those things you said inside? You didn't let them fly. Some of you let them fly. But, and he just comes and he just... He just keeps polishing. He just, he just keeps polishing and working. See? His pleasure in you never changes. Because it's really Jesus. All right? It's all about Jesus. And then even when I blow it, he just comes and polishes me more. So that that brilliance of that reflection will keep working. Stand to your feet.